Welcome to Scaling with Disha, the show that helps online entrepreneurs to scale their business to six figures and beyond without the hustle or the overheads. I'm your host, Disha Waddup, and I'll be here each week to remind you that you can do anything you set your mind to. Hello and welcome to another episode of Scaling with Disha. I am so excited because this is our six month anniversary episode and who better to get on to help me kick off this episode is the lady that helped me kick off the whole entire podcast to start with anyway. Lindsay, I'm so excited that you are here. Me too. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. So for those that don't know, Lindsay, Lindsay is a podcast and business coach with over 20 years experience as an award-winning trainer, coach, and mentor. She is the founder of the Podcasting for Business Awards, which champions indie podcasters from all over the world, and is the host of the top-ranking podcast, Podcasting for Business. Lindsay has worked with hundreds of clients and students to launch successful podcasts, just like this one, and many of which are reaching the top of the podcast charts. Lindsay helps entrepreneurs and brands to start podcasts to help them grow their business and have a bigger impact. In particular, Lindsay is passionate about getting more female voices heard through the growing media of podcasting. Lindsay lives in the northwest of England with her husband, two daughters, and a gazillion pets. I am so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for joining us. You're very welcome. Anything that I missed out in your bio that you want everybody to know about to start with? No, I think that was everything. Um, Just to let you all know as well that um, what I do day to day now is run the podcast boutique, which is our agency. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty full when you read it out like that and you tell everybody what I do. It's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, there's so much I'm doing lately. (laughs) But yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Yes. So how did you start your business? How did this all sort of happen for you? Yeah, good question, because it's a bit of a 90 degree, if not 360 turn, um, how this all came about, really. So my background is in HR training mentorship, and I've been doing that for a long time. And then in 2015, I thought, you know what, I, I really am ready now to start my own business. And I'd been listening to podcasts for quite a while. And um, they had really helped me to come to that decision to quit my job and start my business. And I knew that when I was settled and everything was running and everything was fine, I wanted to start my own podcast. So I started my business. I was business coaching, working with organizations in coaching and all sorts of things. And then I started my podcast, my first one. And I got inundated from people saying, how did you do that? Like, how do you make money from that? How do you grow an audience? How do you know people are going to listen? What microphones do you need? And I ended up um, doing sort of some little bits of work on the side to help people because I loved it. I just really enjoyed podcasting. And then it got to the stage where I was doing about 50-50 podcasting work and coaching. So I took a massive leap of faith and I went 100% all in with podcasting. And that was a few years ago now. And since then, so I started off all on my own, doing everything myself, all the editing, all the transcripts, everything myself. And then uh, gradually I've grown a team and we've opened up the podcast boutique, uh, which is amazing. And when I think to sort of say, even just five years ago, you know, if someone would have said to me, oh, Lindsay, you're going to have a really successful podcast agency. 
I'd have been like, no, that's not anything what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> so it's a massive change. Um, but yeah, I'm loving it. We're actually moving into our first offices in November as well. So we're really excited about that too. So yeah, it's a massive change. I'm absolutely loving it though. What has been one of the things that's helped you, or if, if there's one thing that's helped you scale and build sort of the agency structure that you've got now? Yeah, good question. I think when a lot of people go from a corporate environment into working for themselves, I don't know about you, but it's almost like you forget everything that you did in corporate and you forget the fact that, you know, there are HR teams, there are finance teams, there are marketing teams, there are lots of other people who can help you. As soon as you become an entrepreneur, you think, oh my goodness, I've got to do it all myself. And you, you think that's the expectation. And I lived that for quite some time before I thought, hold on a minute, if I'm going to scale this business, I need the right people. I can't do all of this myself. I'm the bottleneck in my own business. So it was the moment, I guess, where I started to think, right, okay, I need to, I need to employ people. So first of all, what I did is I, uh, I had contractors, consultants work with me, um, but now I have paid employees who work for me full-time and part-time. Um, and it's great if you can have a VA, it's wonderful. I've got a VA as well who doesn't work for me as an employee. Um, and that's where you've got to start most of the time. But I think there's been nothing better for me personally than saying, okay, I'm going to commit. I'm going to bet on myself. I'm going to bet on the business and I'm going to employ somebody full time. The moment I did that, things just massively took off. Um, wow. So yeah, it, it's having the right people and, and doing things, I guess, before I feel... 100% ready to I think I've always been that person to be honest and I've got a sneaking suspicion you have too Disha <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just doing things before I'm 100% ready because when are you ever going to be ready you yeah. know you never are are you so I think they're the two biggest things it's sort of doing things before I'm ready and having the right people behind me definitely what was it that made you hire your first full-time staff member? I know they based in the UK as well. Is that, has yeah. that been easier for you? Yeah. Well, having HR experience has been great um, yeah. because, so, because I knew how to hire. I knew legally what I needed to have in place and so on, but it's still scary. You're thinking, okay, I'm, I'm the one person responsible to make sure that person's mortgage gets paid this month that, you know, it's scary thought when you first do it. Um, but yeah, it helped having some experience to do that. But the thing that made me do it was having to turn clients away and work away because I physically couldn't fit it in. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, yeah, I'm the bottleneck here. I'm stopping my business growing by not having people around me. So yeah, anybody who's thinking, oh, should I have an employee? Should I get somebody on board? Even if it's on a contract basis, just do it, you know, just do it. Definitely. You are standing in your own way. Definitely. If you're not doing that. Yes. I love it. And with your, um, how did you find all your clients? How did you get like build that brand awareness for yourself? It's been gradual. I always find it really funny when we discover people online, don't we, who are doing really well for themselves and we see them as a huge name and we think that they've come out of nowhere and we think, you know, oh, suddenly overnight, this person's sort of a, you know, a number one Amazon bestseller or a New York Times bestseller, or they've got a multi-million pound business when really there's been years and years and years of work before that. 
So for me, it's 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 been similar. I'm not suggesting for one minute yet that I'm a huge overnight success, and I'm certainly not a multi-million pound business owner. But for me to be in the position I'm at now, it's took several years, and I think that messaging that we often hear online, which is you know you can make six figures overnight, it's just not true. Yeah, I mean it can happen, and it does happen. However, I think it's not sustainable. It's not you don't have that longevity if you're doing something very quickly overnight. So I think it's been building trust. It's been showing up. It's been doing what I say I'm going to do. It's by you know, building relationships. It's been by doing things that I'm a bit scared of doing, um, taking opportunities on that I have pushed for, or um, I've tried, you know, I've connected with people who've been able to support me in my journey. It's all sorts of things. But, you know, the biggest one has always been around just, having that self-belief even when you don't really have it so (laughs) so when you're doubting yourself and you're thinking oh god can I do this am I actually being an idiot here thinking I can do this telling yourself that you can even if you don't believe it has really helped me sort of having some self-belief in myself even when it's not been there sometimes has been huge for me but finding the clients like anyone else it's been a struggle sometimes of course it has um like any business and anybody who tells you it's always a dream and a breeze is lying to you quite frankly um because if everybody could make seven figures online you know nobody would be in a a job would they they'd all be doing that so it does take hard effort sometimes and it does take hustle and it does take long hours but for me personally it's been worth it definitely do you think there was um that uh, a moment in your business where you thought I can do this I can build the agency was there something that went that just clicked for you that you knew that okay I am going all in I'm gonna hire a team member I'm gonna hire staff I'm gonna build this agency out and it's gonna be huge I've had a couple of little moments but it's funny you asked that question because I had one just this last weekend where I was going through, I was having a bit of a declutter at home and I found one of my old journals. Like we all have like thousands of journals, don't we? <laughs> got yeah. books everywhere. And I found this journal. I thought, oh, I've, I've not, I don't think I've used that one. Then I opened it and realized I had. It was one of the, actually the first journals I used way back in 2015 when I first started on this sort of journey to starting my own business. And one of the entries in, in there was, you know, what is my ultimate goal? And one of my ultimate goals back then was that um, one of them was, I want to live in Cornwall, and that is still my biggest goal. Mm -hmm. But the other one, one of the biggest, was to be able to get my husband out of teaching and to work with me. Um, And he's actually doing that in January. Wow, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. So I read it and I thought, huh, I don't even remember writing that. I don't even remember writing those words down. It's always been a thing me and my husband have talked about, you know, you know, I'd love to work together, but I've always sort of said, you know, let's just leave it, leave it another year, leave it a couple more years. Let's just see how things go. Not sort of betting on myself. Yeah. Um, But now we're at the stage now where, yeah, my husband, who is an amazing teacher, by the way, um, he's coming out of teaching and he's starting in the business in January, which is super, super exciting. So that's probably one of the biggest moments I've had where I've thought, ah, okay, actually doing this now yeah that's so powerful and I love going back through like old Mm. vision boards and journals and be like I did it recently 
in 2019, mm. I last time we were able to travel, yeah. I um, looked at my vision board at the end of the year. And one of the pictures I had put on my vision board, I actually saw in real life. And <gasps> I didn't wow. even think about it until I looked back at my vision board and I was like, oh my goodness. And it was a, I went and met a client in Cambodia and we stayed in a beautiful four-star hotel in Cambodia at retreat and I remember laying in the pool and looking up and I could see the pool and the palm trees and the sun it was beautiful and it was that exact picture that I put on my vision board and I was like oh my goodness that is awesome power of that yeah that is powerful it really is looking at those vision boards every day I mean I've got one here behind my laptop on the wall I've got one there yeah, um, me too. Every day, for hours, <laughs> oh, yeah. every day. It's just sort of there in your peripheral vision, isn't it? So that is really powerful. Yeah. Congrats. Thank you. <laughs> what do you think was the thing that, does, does, do you think podcasting or your podcast specifically helped you attract clients and build that business or has it been something else? Um, yeah, it's been a combination. So one of the things that um, I find with my own podcast, but also with uh, my clients podcast in particular, has been this sort of bonus um, benefit that you don't often think about when you start podcast, which is it's the length of time between somebody finding you and signing up to work with you is much shorter with a podcast, I find. Yeah. And I think that is because, and you'll start to find this now you've got six months worth of content. Yeah. Um, (laughs) People start to binge listen. People find you now and then go back through your back catalog. So what happens is they book a call with you to work with you, to talk about working with you, but they're already 99% sure they're going to say yes, because they feel like they already know you because they've binge listened to your back catalog of episodes. And that's sort of a benefit that we don't often think about when we start a podcast. We think about it as, oh, you know, I'm going to put out weekly content. I'm going to grow my audience. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But you don't think about that return on investment necessarily, where you start to get clients based on the fact that they've heard your podcast once or twice. Um, So what you find is rather than you sort of hustling and going about your day trying to look for clients, it starts to reverse. doesn't happen overnight, but it starts to reverse where they find you rather than you go out and find them. Um, so that's been one way that I've grown, definitely, because people, as, again, before we could, um, you know, before we had to sort of sit in our homes for the last one and a half years um, and we went out networking into events, um, people would come up to me and say, oh, I've heard your podcast. And they would talk to me like they already knew me. And that was the first time I'd seen them. Um, so people do build up relationships with you without you even knowing about it you know that that they they just trust you they feel like they know you and um it's so much easier to be able to build a client relationship with someone because they because they've heard so much about you so yeah that, that that's been one of the biggest things and then obviously the you know having a podcast is a is a huge thing to get um an audience what do you think is the key if, if somebody's listening along and thinking i need to start a podcast lindsay's done it disha's done it this seems to be the thing that i need to do what do you think they need where's the where, what are their first steps well there's there's two things really that i'd say so first of all if you're interested in podcasting 
one of the first things you should probably think about is being a guest on a podcast. It's a great way to dip your toe in the water and to see whether it's something that you enjoy because you start to see what's involved. You start to see, you know, what it's like to be a guest yourself so that when you actually start your podcast, you know how your guests are going to be feeling. Um, and I've got resources that I can share with you that you can share with the listeners on that. And then if you are looking to start a podcast, I think the first thing you've got to do, I think you mentioned it just then, if people are thinking, oh, this, this is the thing I should do, ask yourself that question. Are you starting the podcast for the right reasons? So are you doing it because you think you should? Are you doing it because you think everybody's doing it? Or have you got a real reason for doing it? So a real reason to me, if you have a business, is you want to grow the business. You want to reach more people. Uh, so get strategic before you start going out and buying your sexy mic and your headphones. You've got to think, you know, what am I doing this for? What's the end game? Yeah, because we all need goals and we all need, you know, ob objectives and things that we're going for with any project we do. So it's the same with a podcast. Don't just do it for the sake of it. So have a goal, have an objective for your podcast. Be on a couple of podcasts first to figure out whether it's something you actually want to do. And then go for it. Honestly, just start. I've got a free guide that I'll give to you that you can share. It's a start your podcast checklist. And it goes through step by step all the things that you need to do to actually get your podcast started. Um, so have a look at that. You can come and join our Facebook group. I'm, I'll share the link with you uh, where there's loads of people like, you know, your listeners who might be thinking about podcasting, but not sure, you know, whether it is for them. And you can just be in that environment and figure out whether it's something for you. Don't just dive in and start it because often the people who dive in and start it and haven't given the thought to the strategy and why they're doing it and who it's for specifically and what the content is actually going to be about. They're the ones that succumb to the pod fade, which is, you know, you just don't do the podcast again. You get to 10 episodes and then you stop. And it's because you've not got a strategy around it. The reason you've got to six months is because we worked on that strategy first. Yeah. You know, you knew and had a really clear idea what you wanted to do with it. So that's what I would do. Two things. The first one is be on a podcast. And again, I'll share some resources. And secondly, have a strategy, have a reason for starting your podcast if it's something you want to do. Yeah, I love that. Um, my top tip would be to hire Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> because for me, I, I know that I started the idea of a podcast with a friend of mine and she was going to do it the same as well. And I was like, well, I'm going to hire somebody because it will kick my butt. I'll know what I'm doing. The strategy's there. Then I have all the things in place and it will be amazing. And she didn't hire somebody and she still doesn't have a podcast. Ah, interesting. So oh, well, congratulations. <laughs> from just having that kick up the butt to be like okay I've put some money down now this, this is happening and yeah. having you and your team being like have you recorded the next episode is the next episode <laughs> done is this done you're like all right fine yeah like the gentle <laughs> kicks up the bum will give you <laughs> yeah <laughs> that made a massive difference for me to actually mm. doing it and I've talked about this a lot on the podcast and and in my group is I am a, that type of person that I need to have I've sold, sold a program before I create it. I'm that person. Yeah. I need to have that kick up the butt to actually put put my money where my mouth yeah. is, if you like, and do the thing. So that was something that really made a difference to me is hiring somebody and saying, okay, let's let's do it. I've hired somebody, that's it. There's no excuse now. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to make it 
work. Skin in the game. Yeah. Skin in the game indeed. And I've got to do the recordings. So that was something that made a massive difference to me. So if you're listening, go and check out Lindsay's stuff and, and hire her <laughs> to help <Thank> you, you. <laughs> get off your get your podcast off to a good start and get off your butt and actually record everything as well. With in terms of equipment, because that's something I know that a lot of people hold back on um and it was something i went all in on because yeah. i was like i'm recording lots of uh, facebook lives and everything anyways but what do you think is the is the basic equipment that people need if they've not got a huge budget to kick off their podcast yeah with? great question um so the first tip around equipment first of all is not to let that be the first thing you think about when you're starting a podcast but it is important because with your podcast, the sound quality is everything, isn't it? Because with a video, like if you're on YouTube, you've got the video to distract you as well. So yeah. if there are some, you know, little tweaks here and there with the audio, you forgive it because you don't really notice it. But with a podcast, it's all about the audio. So if you're going to spend money anywhere with your equipment, it's on your microphone. The microphone is the is the main piece of kit that you're going to need. The recording software, editing software can be free. There's loads of free software. You can use something like GarageBand or Audacity to, to do that. So you don't need to spend money there. And if you're recording interviews, you can use Zoom. There's all sorts of free things you can use, but you do need a good microphone. So I'll give you three um, options, so different sort of price points. So the first one would be the Blue Snowball Ice, which is about £50. Um, that's a great microphone. It's a USB mic, really simple to use. Next one, I guess, would be the Blue Yeti. Lots of people will know the Blue Yeti when they see it. It's a quite iconic one. Looks a little bit retro, um, and there's loads of cool things that you can put with it, like... Um, like the pop filters and all sorts of things. You can have it on an arm so that it's above you like yours. Yeah. Um, and um, the third one I recommend, which is the one I'm using right now is called the Rode Podcaster. It's a great mic. Uh, sorry, the Blue Yeti is about a hundred pounds and the Rode Podcaster, it's come down in price a bit now. I think it's about 160 now, but it was, it was about 250 when, when I got it. Um, but yeah, the three options there for micro, they're all really good mics to get started with definitely you don't have to go all in you don't have to go for you know a hundred you know hundreds of pounds worth of equipment at the start but if you do have an online business you're not just going to use the microphone for your podcast you're going to use it for lives and videos and all sorts of other things so it is a business investment you know it's a tax write-off so <laughs> that's where I would spend my money on equipment if you're going to put it anywhere and then the the next thing you'll need is a pair of headphones now I often get asked why do you need to wear headphones when you're recording you know is it just so you look like a podcaster <laughs> <laughs> no that isn't the reason um so when you speak into a microphone and you've no headphones on, the sound is going to come out of your laptop and it's going to go back into your microphone. So it causes this weird sort of echoey loop. So wearing headphones prevents that. So that's why you wear headphones when you're recording. And of course, you need them on when you're editing as well. So noise cancelling headphones, over the head headphones like me and Disha are wearing right now. You don't have to spend a lot of money on those. You can get a set for £25, £20 on Amazon. So yeah, that's the basic kit you need. Something to record on. Um, so GarageBand, Audacity, something to edit with, the same, a microphone and some headphones and you're good to go. 
I also love the headphones because it stops my dog hearing anything. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you're on a live, particularly on an interview and somebody else's dog starts barking, it always sets my dog off. So the headphones yeah. also prevent that. And then we've got all the animals going and then <laughs> everything's going off. So that helps as well. Definitely. If you've yeah. got animals <laughs> listening in the background, that's that was one thing that's made a difference for me. And these, my headphones were like, say, 15, 20 pounds off yeah. Amazon. And they look gorgeous. They're lovely. <laughs> I did go for the glamorous pink pair just because it's me and I'm extra. (laughs) Uh, That's so easy to get stuck in and have Mm -hmm. those, have the microphone and the headphones. I think that's, those are great starts. What about editing a podcast? Is that Mm -hmm. hard work? And do people need, is that another thing that people need to learn to do as they're growing their podcast? Yeah. So it's not hard necessarily, but it's a skill. So when you first start doing it, it's going to feel clunky. It's going to feel strange. Like when you're learning anything, really, you can learn though, you know, you can do this yourself. So the free pieces of software I've recommended garage band and audacity, they're pretty simple to learn how to, how to use them, but it's just about knowing how to polish the sound up in the best possible way, how to make it sound as rich, and fantastic as as your voice can do the mic helps with that quite a lot but the editing is a big thing and you know being able to get rid of background noise and that sort of thing so yes it's a skill it isn't hard you can learn you know I had a lady on my group program who she didn't even know how to set up a Facebook group for example you know there was really not much she could do from a techie perspective. And she was really panicking and she's had her podcast for 18 months now. You know, she did it all herself and she's learned how to edit and she does it herself every week. So even if you're thinking to yourself, oh, I'm not techie, I've not got a clue. You absolutely can. You, you can start a podcast and edit it perfectly well. It just takes a bit of time and practice really. Yeah. I love that. I didn't edit my podcast at all, but <laughs> I know that I don't even listen back to my own lives because <laughs> I critique the way that I say words rather than what I'm actually saying. I'm like, oh, your accent sounds awful. So <laughs> no. I, can't, I can't listen to my own my own words back. So I was like, I'm not going to even attempt to edit my own lives because that will take me <laughs> hours of just self-criticism rather than actual getting the work done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but again, I think that comes down to knowing you as an individual and knowing how you work best. I was like, yes. it's going to save me so much time just to have somebody in my team do it rather than me do it because yeah exactly and you know what your zone of genius might be speaking creating the content promoting it afterwards but your zone of genius might not be editing a podcast so yeah you know hire somebody get somebody to do it for you obviously we do it at the agency as well but if you have a VA who knows how to edit you know get somebody else to do it don't let the tech get in the way of starting because it's really simple for somebody else to pick it up and uh, and do it for you yeah absolutely what do you think is the number one thing people need to know about podcasting and that's a huge question that is a massive question <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, some people need to know what is it? i'll give them a juicy stat then because I, I do love a good stat um, so if you are in the online space, you might be forgiven for thinking that podcasts are everywhere and that everybody's starting a podcast because we see people online 
making them. However, there are almost 33 million YouTube channels and there are still only 2 million podcasts. So when you're thinking about where you can make a name for yourself, where you can get seen and heard, where you can offer a lot of value, a podcast is definitely the way to go. It's got a ton, a ton of scope for getting known and still being at the top of your game in podcasting. YouTube, I absolutely love. We're offering YouTube service in the agency and audio is always going to be my personal love because I think it just... There's so, there's so little barrier to entry. If you have a microphone, set of headphones, a way to record it, you can start a podcast. You don't have to worry what you look like. You can just get it going and you can edit it and it's not live. And it's, you know, a really amazing way for women in particular to get heard. So I think if you've been dabbling at the back of your mind thinking, oh, I want to start a podcast. Maybe it's been on your vision board for like two or three years now. I've got clients who've, who've done that definitely. And then they finally do it and think, why didn't I do this before? Yeah. Um, so I think that's what it would be. It was, it would be to understand that they aren't everywhere and there's still a massive amount of scope for you to really get known in the industry um, by starting your podcast. Yeah. And I noticed the massive shift between my podcast listens and my YouTube views because I've been doing both and yeah. my podcast is almost at a thousand downloads now my yeah congrats (laughs) Uh, thank you my youtube channel is at 30 so (laughs) i looked at it this morning and i was like oh and and, and there's yeah and there'll always be people who prefer video to audio but there's loads of people who prefer audio to video because you can just get on with other things you know i'm willing to bet right now people are listening to us and they're walking the dog or they're at the gym or they're cooking you know you can do other things whilst listening which is you you sort of buy into people's attention with a podcast yeah because another juicy stat for you it's like over 80 percent of a podcast episode is listened to and it's 36 percent of a youtube video Ah. so our attention spans are much shorter so if you've got a really long youtube video they're probably only going to listen to about a third of it no matter what the length is but with a podcast they're going to listen to almost all of it yeah. That's another reason. <laughs> I love it. I challenge anybody who's listening to go into the Scaling with Disha group and tell us where you are listening to this podcast right now. Yeah, so, good idea. Whether you're walking the dog, cooking the dinner, or on the school run, whatever it is, go into the Scaling with Disha Facebook group and tell us where you are listening to the podcast because that will be fun to see where everybody is yeah. listening from too. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for joining us today. You have dropped so many bombs and there's so much good stuff in all of your tips. So I'm going to include all of the links um, in the show notes for everybody as well. Is there anything that you wanted to say that you didn't get to say that you would like to share with everybody? Um, I don't think so, but I would love for you all to come and join us inside the Podcasting for Business community on Facebook. If you 
are even remotely interested in podcasting and want to figure out what all the buzz is about, then just come and join us. Um, so we're over there on Facebook. Disha will have the link for you. And we've got courses if you want to do it yourself. And of course, you can hire us at the agency if it's something where you think there's no way I'm doing it myself. I need somebody else to do it for me. So we can do it for you as well. Yes. And <laughs> I want thanks to so much that. for having us. I've, I've really enjoyed coming on today. It's lovely speaking to you. And it's always really nice going on to a student's podcast. <laughs> uh, someone I've worked with someone who's smashed it and I said to you when you were launching how amazing your content is so Thank everybody you. who tunes in every week to this I know they're getting so much from this podcast so congratulations to you too thank you very much thank you and I'll drop the uh link to the podcast checklist that you mentioned as well yeah. all in the show notes as well for everybody to check in so thank you so much for coming on I really really appreciate it and six months yay here's to the next six months of the scaling with Disha podcast thank you so much for tuning in today and I really hope that you genuinely learned something from today's episode if you found this episode useful, then please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. I personally read each and every one. Until next time, bye. <laughs>